Broadcasting from the Unshackled Studios in Melbourne, this is Will's Front, brought to you by the Unshackled.net. Now here's Tim Wills. Hello everyone and welcome to this special midweek Wilms Front featured interview show on this Wednesday, the 3rd of May, 2023. We are broadcasting to the Unshackled's YouTube channel, the Tim Wilms D-Live and Wilms Front Odyssey channel. Hello to everyone in the chat. It is 8.30 p.m. here in Melbourne, Victoria, where we had many political prisoners during our COVID lockdowns. Uh, Pastor Paul Forlong, Nick Patterson and Monica Schmidt, uh, to name some. But uh, my guest tonight has probably been treated even more appallingly than them. I recorded this interview uh, this time on Sunday evening, which I'll play for you now, and I'll be back live with you at the end. This is Will's Front, brought to you by the Unshackled.net. Ever since the Australian COVID lockdowns began, the mainstream media has hyped up the danger to community safety and national security posed by the so-called sovereign citizens movement, whom their definition includes everyone from freedom activists to those who believe the Australian government is illegitimate and is behaving illegally. You may remember in August 2021, the mainstream media gleefully reported about uh, a joint police task force uh, busting an alleged plot to overthrow the Australian government. Counter-terrorism police have uncovered an alleged nationwide plot to remove the Australian government. Today, Perth reporter Kelly Haywood has more. Kelly, good morning. How far has the group gone? Good morning, Alex. Well, far enough that it prompted a national sting by the Australian Federal Police. The group is accused of impersonating the boss of the Australian Federal Police and planning to overthrow the government. Now, this plot was uncovered. The investigation started when a video started circulating online claiming to show the Australian Federal Police Commissioner, Reese Kershaw, calling for the federal government to be overthrown. Detectives also allege a Perth man was involved and he claimed to be an AFP official while trying to obtain ID badges from a commercial business. But this alleged plot stretched across the entire country with counter-terror police executing a web of warrants in three Queensland cities in Brisbane, Cairns, Townsville before raiding two Perth properties. Alex. All right, Kelly, thank you. And that was a report from August. And in September, uh, the Australian Federal Police announced in a media release that uh, a South Australian woman had been charged with impersonating a Commonwealth public official and importing fake Australian federal police badges into Australia, as, as they said, as part of an ongoing Queensland joint counter-terrorism team investigation. Now, was this a legitimate coup attempt that the Australian Federal Police needed to bust and lock away the plotters to keep our nation safe? Well, tonight I'll ask the 
that South Australian woman who was mentioned in that, that statement who was arrested, uh, detained for six months and charged. Theresa Van Lyshot, who has been a perennial candidate in state and federal elections for nearly 20 years. She was a teacher before her life as a political activist. She is a West Australian native, but has lived in Victoria and most recently, of course, South Australia, where she was arrested and detained. Teresa, welcome to Wilmsfront. Thanks, Tim. I first met you outside Greg Hunt's office in Somerville in his uh, Flinders electorate. Uh, to refresh everyone's memory, he was the, the health minister during the COVID pandemic. You planned to declare yourself the governor general that day. Your plan didn't come to fruition, but uh, you weren't arrested by police, but you would have been put on the Fed's radar. How could you think that you could declare yourself the Governor General under what authority? Well, the Australian people have been suffering for a long time. I want your viewers to know that I am Australian-born qualified teacher for 27 years. I decided to do it after many, many months of thinking and prayer and um, under God Almighty, the Bible. Um, under the authority of the Constitution Act 1900 and also by consent of the people present that day when we gave speeches, I invited a list of people to speak that afternoon and that was about 50 people there plus 40 Victorian police officers, so there were no objections. And since then I issued arrest warrants for the state lockdown politicians and some federal politicians. Um, it's because... Um, the only reason why I made that declaration is because under the Federal Police Act 1979, Section 3A, it's the Governor-General that appoints commissioners of police. So I appointed um, commissioners in each state, Australian state, to help us get the lockdown politicians arrested and jailed. Uh, I also ordered badges and um, uh, federal police badges, and they were um, very good quality badges, but we didn't – we only – we had a few months of planning and there was a, thousands of people across the country who were interested in helping us get them arrested. So that was very good. Uh, those arrests weren't uh, for lockdown politicians. Videos have got a 99% public approval rate. They have about um, more than 60,000 views on YouTube and BitChute and they're still circulating on the internet. So it's going to take a big effort from the people and the, and the uh, police over the next coming years to actually enact those uh, arrest warrants. They were made under the Crimes Act 1914, Section 3, um, 3Z, where the people have the power to arrest uh, without warrant, 3Z, and 3WA, where the police have the power to arrest with it, without warrant, and also they have the power to arrest with warrant. So um, the objective is to, the rhetoric and the objective is to be, has been always been to get the lockdown politicians arrested and jailed. They deserve to be jailed for their genocidal factors towards the Australian people for the last hundred years. Um, I was after that um, in late July, um, after about three or four months of um, working towards this goal with the people of this country, I was arrested at the end of July of 2021 for impersonating a government, Commonwealth government official and um, prohibitive imports. Now, my claim is, and with my lawyer, my claim is that um, I wasn't impersonating anyone, that I, we were trying to create a new government. 
And under um, what authority? I, you didn't answer my original question. How can you declare yourself governor general? Under what well, authority? Okay, I I told you that I did it under under God Almighty, the Bible, and I did it under the Constitution Act 1900, and by consent of the people present at speeches that day, and out of um, listening to the people's duress over the last 20 years or 30 years, and and the and the crimes that the politicians have committed over the past century, I just felt that something needed to be done. Something needed to be done to try to get these lockdown politicians arrested and jailed. Now, people can go out and protest all they want, but unfortunately protesting, it doesn't work in changing government policy and, and stopping these criminals in our parliaments. It, what protesting does is it helps the people get together and, and support each other, and that's, that's very good. But they really need to be arrested and jailed in order to stop them. So, so the public can either work and support my work and other people's work in trying to get them arrested and jailed, or they can go in um, if they go out in protests in public. They should go to the politician's office and they should demand the police arrest them. Uh, as it is going out in public like that, there's wandering around in the streets and there's no there's no uh, action, there's no real objective other than uh, to continue to try to get the, the public to turn against the government, which is it's the, the protests in France, if we have a look at the recent uh, weeks and weeks of protests, where literally millions of French people have protested against um, pension increases by their politicians, well, that didn't stop them, did it? protesting doesn't stop the politicians harming the people. It doesn't stop the globalists harming the people. And what needs to happen is they need to be arrested and jailed. I'm talking about the globalists across the world who are, have got their evil agenda to continue lockdown and, and inject um, the world with uh, pharmaceutical drugs. And after that comes the microchip. So it's only going to get worse. And these people need to be arrested and jailed to stop them, the globalists and their globalist politicians. And, and that's what I'll continue to work towards over the, um, the coming years. So the result of yours and your associates' plan was that, uh, you, that uh, many of you were arrested and you were arrested and jailed for, for, for six months. You were, you were charged with... They, they didn't charge you with treason or sedition. It was impersonating a Commonwealth public official. So your strategy there got you six months jail without even, you still haven't been faced, faced trial. Well, I, I was jailed for seven and a half months and I was put on home detention for a further eight and a half months after that. And um, I was psychiatrically drugged for 12 months as well, which I consider to be torture, assault and attempted murder. So they came after me and they came after some of the other, um, the other Australians that were helping with this objective. And um, a West Australian man, uh, Marcus Jenkins, he, he's been acquitted in Western Australia of, of similar charges that came against me. So yeah, rather the fed, their federal police, rather than, those politicians, federal police, rather than help us arrest and jail the lockdown politicians, they came after us. And um, and they shouldn't have done that because it's just causing more harm to the people of this country. They've made me suffer a lot. They want that I've got, um, 
you know, uh, censorship of bail conditions are censored. I can't upload videos to social media. I'm, I'm restricted in what I can speak about. I, I'm allowed to be interviewed, so that's fine. But um, they're what they've, they've overkilled in regards to me. Um, I don't have a huge, massive following on social media. I don't have. I've been interviewed by the corporate media over the years, so I'm w relatively well known. I've got a Wikipedia account. Um, I have yeah, had like media. That. Show, show 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 that here. So, not not many political activists have Wikipedia pages. Obviously, yours is not very. You wouldn't consider yours accurate. It's not very accurate. You're right there, Tim. It's not a very accurate uh, write up about my life. Um, I've got a political party. I've been going in federal elections, as you said. Um, well, more in the last ten years with with public uh, videos and, and media coverage. But before that, when I worked as a teacher, um, I worked as a high school teacher for 20 years and primary school teacher for 20 years. Um, when I started getting political, that's when they stopped me teaching and um, locked me up. They locked me up before in 2015 when I tried to get the fine system abolished. So I've, I've my political work is on voterrightsparty.com. And I've been very, uh, my, my political views have been published for many years and um, my political work is um, ongoing for many years. So it's really, I've been persecuted politically and um, which I'm entitled to under the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights to pursue my political vision and goals and work. And they've just gone overboard with uh, what they've done to me. Um, I've got a district court trial pending still so they're likely to try to get me locked up uh, for longer with the charges. Um, but um, I'm hoping to get acquitted. My lawyer is confident of getting acquitted and then I'm going to sue the Commonwealth for damages. So how many of you were arrested and charged with in, in total? Because uh, the, this is the, uh, the AFP statement that they, they issued with the, the Perth arrest. Uh, because yeah, I remember it went uh, viral uh, at the time. Uh, this uh, the, the, this video they they claimed it was someone impersonating the AFP commissioner, uh, Rhys Kershaw. No, that's not true. We weren't impersonating Rhys Kershaw. We had new commissioners that uh, were helping with the objectives. So that was a false claim that went around. Um, there was a lot of Zoom meetings that were being conducted by the commissioners that I appointed under the Federal Police Act 1979, and they were getting thousands of people supporting them. It was was, uh, was that under very the power of you as Governor General uh, appointing those commissioners? Under the Federal Police Act 1979, it's the Governor General who appoints commissioners of police. So I, I can guarantee you David Hurley didn't appoint the commissioner of police that they use at Reese Kershaw is being appointed, appointed by the politicians. But um, that was the only advantage and I've suffered as a result of that. Um, I could have issued those arrest warrant videos without, um, I could have made those arrest warrant videos without uh, claiming to be the governor general. I wish I'd done that now because that's the only technicality they can try to get me on, um, even though my lawyer says, well, I'm giving speeches and I'm trying to create a new government, so I'm not impersonating anybody. And um, there, uh, there were three Queensland men and uh, they were arrested 
there was a West Australian man arrested, but I think the Queensland men turned against me and they had uh, given statements against me to the federal police. So they may even be calling them as witnesses against me, but the man in Western Australia, Marcus Jensen, he got acquitted uh, in the magistrate's court and um, that's good news for me as well. And do you know if the Queensland men were, were were charged or they had the charges dropped in exchange for? I I know that they got arrested, but they I've got a feeling that they um, had the charges dropped in exchange for testifying against me. So that'll come out in the district court trial. Is going to be a jury and a district court trial. Um, we're hoping to get the charges dropped or uh, there for it to be an acquittal under political rights and free speech and communication. And, um, um, yeah, so we just have to, I still have, it's not going to be for another year probably uh, for that trial. Uh, but uh, the, the actual Commonwealth public officials that are prosecuting me, I want them jailed. I think that they don't have a right to waste millions of dollars of public money. The West Australian government did it as well. It wasted millions of dollars of public money jailing me for 42 days over my wheel clamp video, uh, fighting What's to have that? the fine system abolished. And the Commonwealth is doing the same thing. And um, those government, uh, Department of Public Prosecution, Commonwealth Department of Pro Public Prosecution, they should be jailed for doing this to me. And um, the federal police involved, they should be jailed for doing this to me as well because they're just wasting millions of dollars of public money and it's um, causing further harm to me and the public. Well, I can pretty much guarantee that's not going to happen. There's, there's one, uh, there's, it's been pretty clear oh, oh, as, as this, uh, this uh, COVID pandemic and the the associated uh the associated tyranny that that came with it is just that the the politicians the police they've got a, they've got away with with everything uh the here in victoria dan andrews got uh re-elected i mean some would argue that you've had your uh, you you've run repeatedly and haven't haven't uh succeeded so so this is like the the Australian Australian people through repeated elections. They've still voted for the parties that have approved this. So I don't see that uh, there's going to be any any sort of Nuremberg two point uh, uh, COVID uh, justice. I mean, it's well, the people call have me. The people, the people, and the the public has to fight with me for these arrests to take place. It's going to take many no, years. Clearly, clearly not at the at the moment. Well, there are people that want them arrested and jailed. There are people. I know there the are, but not many. It seems if they kept getting voted well, back. Just in the in the the time that we were working on that um, objective, which was only four or five months. There were thousands of Australians across the country who were interested in helping get these politicians arrested. Now, it's going to take a big effort from the public and the police to get them arrested, um, but it's worth, the, it's worth the fight. So, you know, what else can we do? We, we, we can't stop them. This is all over the world and every country as well. You can't stop these people. They're just killing the people with uh, pharmaceutical injections and they're doing it all over the world. So... Their corruption, even before these lockdowns, was tremendous and they should have been jailed years ago. So 
it's worth pursuing. It's worth continuing to fight for it. And um, you know, I really we really need the public to uh, put keep the pressure on the media and um, and the police to to keep promoting those arrest warrant videos. Um, it's it's under the Crimes Act 1914, the Commonwealth laws. They've got uh, provisions there for arrest with and without warrant, but uh, for the people to arrest without warrant and for the police to arrest without warrant. So if we continue the pressure as the years continue, um, you know, it'll be worth it. Um, as far as the elections go, well, I've, I've continued to go in elections as long as they don't jail me again. Um, but they, that's why they want to jail me, to stop me being political and stop me going in elections. There's a possibility that the, the elections are rigged, the vote counting is rigged. So there's, uh, you know, it, there's a there's a toss up between are people still voting for these political people or do they have it rigged to, to some degree, Liberal and Labor and the Greens and Nationals? And it's very difficult to break through. So um, we, we can only try, we can only keep trying. Um, and, um, and I think that we, we need to have a, a good look at the electoral system to see whether they have got it rigged or not. And um, that's that's obviously a, a serious issue of concern as well. I think that it just the, the, there's too many people who are just happy with the, the somewhat status quo. They did, they, they, it's very clear at the end of, of 2021, they had had enough of the, the, the COVID lockdowns and in 2022 they got sick of the the masks and the the vaccine mandates so they pretty much uh, pretty much forgave the politicians for everything now you mentioned the the media there they are the major party's biggest cheerleaders and this is what uh, the adelaide advertiser wrote about you in uh, this is in uh, september uh, 2022 so they they call you a far-right political hopeful and it goes to to mention uh, that uh, the court heard from two psychiatrists they found you competent to stand trial but incompetent to have committed the crime because you suffer from a delusional uh, disorder there and it mentions your your lawyer Trish Johnson said a client did not deny importing the badges but insisted she was mentally sound and would resist any attempts to declare her incompetent. Well for many years I have um, in my political website and in the media has reported my views on government psychiatry they kill people with their drugs and they steal through the public trust and they lock people up by force, which is arbitrary imprisonment. It's a disgusting practice and it, it needs to be abolished. So, so I reject anything they say about me. I'm a highly intelligent, moral person. I'm a Christian. I have a master of education specializing in leadership and management. And I have two other university degrees. I've been a qualified teacher for 27 years. I worked as a high school teacher in primary school for 20 years before I became political. So that's just a way to shut me up and destroy me and, you know, defame, defa defamation of my good character. It's, I'm just a normal person. There's nothing wrong with me. And they use the psychiatry card all the time to destroy people's lives and their liberty and their rights and, their, and defame people. So I've had 
people all across the country contact me who've been locked up, patriots who've been locked up by police and, um, you know, drugged and all this sort of thing. And um, because they just want to shut you up. So, yeah, of course I reject that. And um, I'm a intelligent, moral person. I've, I've got strong uh, mental health and um, there's no problem with that at all. So, so I've rejected that those claims and that argument and I've, I've advocated for years for, the, for their practices to be abolished because they've been killing people with pharmaceutical drugs and ECT and disgusting practices like that. They can sterilise children under the state psychiatric laws. The politicians create state psychiatric laws. Um, they call them mental health acts, but they can give ECT, psychosurgery. They can forcibly lock people up. They can forcibly inject people. They can sterilise uh, children and adults under the, those state laws. It's, it's just out of a Nazi textbook. So there's no credibility to their claims and um, and I've rejected their claims and they're well aware of my views about, about their practices as well. So, you know, um, I got rid of that lawyer. I've got a new lawyer, so uh, he's a lot better. And um, yeah, she didn't fight for my rights enough and uh, that was disappointing, but um, there's nothing I can do about that. So so yeah. when you were arrested in 2021, was it, did they give you this full SWAT team treatment where they, they bashed down your door with, with guns or was that uh, much more, they just knocked at your door early in the morning in the, in the, in the, in the suits with the, 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 their, their arrest warrants, whatever they have. It was the early hours of the morning and uh, there was about six or seven federal police officers. I was assaulted by the federal police in my home in Peterborough. I'm living in Adelaide now, so, um, um, but I've got a house in Peterborough. Um, I got assaulted. My head was bashed against the wall and my arm was uh, banged against the wall. I had a big bump on my head. I had a big bump on my arm, which I had to get a, a scan for. So they violently treated me and, um, you know, they gave me the paperwork and, and then they just arrested me and carted me off in the back of a, a, a van. Handcuffed? Yeah, I was handcuffed and um, they were, they were they assaulted me. There's no doubt about that. They took me to a hospital to begin with. And so it's the federal police's fault that I was drugged to begin with. I was uh, sent there for about five weeks and then another, the next five weeks I was put in the psychiatric part of the prison. And then after that, I was transferred to the general women's prison population for about six months. So altogether, it was about seven and a half months um, that I was locked up. I was I was forcibly drugged against my will. I kept objecting over and over and over again. How and do I, they, said, they forcibly like drug you? Yeah. Is it is it like in the movies where they like they they get the pills and like one of them forces forces your mouth open and the other one puts the pills? Is it is it like like that what sort of room do they do they put you in they give you the pills and if you don't take the pills they inject you so um i was forced to take the pills from the start and then after a period of time i uh when i was in the prison uh site part of the prison they they didn't force me to take the pills but then they put me on a cto which is they inject you um in the arm every month with a chemical compound so so it's um, they give you the pills. If you don't take the pills, they inject you, which is torture, assault, and attempted murder. And that's that's what they do. That that's it's a killing practice. And I've met for many years. I've argued against it. 
There's also a federal government report, an Australian Bureau of Statistics report published in 2017, which has deaths listed under psychiatric practice in Australia. And it's something like 49.4% of the total deaths in that period, in a 13 and a half month period, which was 75,858 dead Australians. Uh, half the people that, they, that died in that period were drugged to death by the government under the psychiatric system and pharmaceutical drugging. So it's a killing machine. And if you look at the percentage of people that die of the total population, that Australian Bureau of Statistics report that was published in 2017, it was published before the excess deaths report of 2022, which is a recent report um, where uh, up to 25,000 extra Australians died in that period, so between 12 and 15% excess deaths, which uh, some, research, some researchers are alleging that is because of the uh, vaccination injection. So the pharmaceutical drugging of the people is disgusting. It's violent, it's criminal, it's, it's, it's disgusting and it results in the death of people. It's all forced under the state law. Um, people think the vax is bad, but the psychiatric drugging of the, of the Australian people over the past century is, is just is absolutely genocidal, it's disgusting. It's so criminal. And those reports, now that's two credible reports out of the Australian Bureau of Statistics. They don't just make up those statistics from nothing. They've got government records, computer records. They've, they've got the statistics from the, the government's own computer records to be compiling those reports and putting those statistics together. Uh, anybody can go on the Australian Bureau of Statistics and, and find the report that I just talked about, um, either of those reports, and um, they're still published. And, yeah, it's, it's evidence of the, that the, it's evidence that the police should be using to arrest those politicians. Uh, all the crimes that they're guilty of. In you mentioned you were in a, a hospital and then the the psych ward of the the, the prison. Do they still use uh, re re restraints uh, during certain periods? And is there do they have like do they design like what type of type of cell are you kept in? Do they like obviously like you would never attempt self harm, but do they design them so? Uh, detainees, prisoners, patients, whatever, whatever they call them, uh, can't self-harm. Like, are you are you alone in a cell? Um, the cells are. It's a prison. Uh, it's still a prison. Um, the cells are just normal rooms where the the mattresses are disgusting. Um, you could probably self. I would never hurt myself, but someone could possibly self-harm in one of those if they had. Or they don't let you keep property on you, so any sharps or anything like that. So it's very difficult to understand how people can try to commit suicide in a prison or a psych facility because they've got um, strict rules about what you can have and what you can't have. So it's not like, they don't, they don't the, the, or like that. Jeffrey Epstein wouldn't be able to commit suicide by hanging in such a such a room. Uh, it'd be very difficult to commit suicide by hanging in a room like that yeah no that you just don't have um they do, like the prison system they don't have anything there that you could do something like that you know with to do harm yourself in that way so when when you hear of people dying in government facilities i mean i worked as a prison officer for a year before um i was locked up 10 years before i was locked up i had a year off teaching and i did this job in a women's prison for a year um and people die in prisons because they they sit on them and, and they get murdered 
and um, there's occasions where they commit suicide and it's, it's very difficult to know how they've committed suicide because it, they've got very strict rules about what you can have and what you can't have in a cell. So um, any deaths in government facilities is again evidence that's going towards the criminal, criminality of these politicians and their government workers. Um, the deaths in the government facilities like prisons, psych facilities, um, aged care facilities, hospitals, deaths by unnatural causes, they build up and they build up and they build up and there's never any accountability. So, so I've looked at those figures and said, well, that's another big body of evidence altogether that, that these criminal politicians and their government workers are killing the people. And did you, like, it's going back to my question, do you have a, do you have any cellmates? Like, do you meet other detainees prisoners is there a common area in the women's prison there's it's uh, being in prison is very boring it's incredibly boring so I used to just walk and read and I got a job in the garden uh, which helped um, and you get put with another prisoner in the cell so yeah I am um, I was um, you get you have to share with another prisoner generally speaking so it's usually two to a cell and um, I was actually uh, a trans lady was put in my cell and uh, we became friends and you know, I'm against the trans ideology which is you know harming children and all this sort of thing but but this uh, particular person was very nice to me and I got bullied in the prison by a female a female prisoner and um, she stuck or he he she stuck up for me so so that was quite good but um, you don't get a say in who you, you well you, you can have a bit of an input into who you you are in the cell with um if you if you work hard with the guards to to get that you know try to get that um sort of uh communication going with them and most of the guards are pretty reasonable actually um i found them to be when i was locked up to be uh reasonable towards me so i didn't have any problems with that sort of thing i just i got bullied by a female prisoner and um yeah this other friend the prisoner she helped me out which was really nice uh, so this this uh, trans uh, uh, prisoner who 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 was well helped helped you. Uh, so it was a biological male trans woman in women's prison. Yeah, that's right. It was yeah a biological male in the, in um uh she uh, transgendered to female. Well, that's the claim, and um she was very nice to me. He she was very nice to me, and. Uh, but I'm generally against the trans ideology that being forced on the children these days is, uh, you know, mutilating children's bodies is horrific and um, puberty blockers and um, hormone therapy and all that sort of thing. But so I was, I was lucky that, uh, you know, she, she was a very friendly, he, she was a very friendly person and um, didn't. Do you um, think that, well, she like should have been in the, the women's prison? Obviously you had like, it, found uh, pleasant to, to deal with but obviously there's yeah. this discussion at the moment that there's uh, there's or particularly in the UK there's this uh, this rapist who claims to be a trans woman and is in a, a women's prison and so that's that's obviously, sort of, yeah. that's obviously problematic if there's trans people in a women's prison and they're committing rape and that sort of thing that's obviously disgusting and they shouldn't be so in you there. think that's uh, so, so you think st like because 
you did like when you first learned that there was like obviously you had a they were very nice like very nice to you but like when you first found out like what did you think I I didn't really I I didn't think um I just took the person at face value and that it was a person and a human being and um you know yeah I'm just trying to get your perspective on the issue so you think it should be like a case by case like if there are uh, if if like uh, what was this well, that, uh, case, that, that person was wasn't breaching anyone's rights none of the women's they weren't she hmm. he she was breaching any of the female prisoners rights but there are cases that well i don't know what sort of evidence is being provided but there are claims that um transgender people in women's prisons are committing rape and and all this sort of thing but that wasn't the case in this in this case so do you think um, that you think it should be done on a case-by-case basis in the case of this particular trans person, uh, I, there was nothing that, that was, she was a very pleasant person. He, she was a very pleasant person, a very kind person. So, but generally, I think generally speaking, it, they shouldn't be allowed in the women's prison. No, generally speaking, I think, um, you know, unless there's a, unless there's a proven um, no breach, there's going to be no breach to the rights of the women there. Or no sexual, particularly no sexual. You didn't feel your well. Uh, your your rights were being violated in in prison, but not by this trans woman. No, that's right. That um, I got bullied by another female prisoner. So uh, actual been, uh, biological. Actual biological. What? Sorry. Well, I'm saying the the woman who bullied you was a biological male. The woman that bullied me was a biological female. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. And then the trans person was sticking up for me. So, um, so you know, it, it's basically a, a man wanting to be a woman and, this, and I just saw her or him as a person that was a, like men are, are good people. There are good men and there are good women. Um, but generally, I, I think I think it's they shouldn't be allowed to be in the women's prison, especially if there's sexual offences. If they've got some record of having some sort of sexual offences, uh, obviously they shouldn't be in the women's prison at all. No, uh, as a general rule, and and it would be an exceptional circumstance that would allow that, in my view, um, because this ideology is. Um, not so much with consenting adults. I mean, what consenting adults do with their own time is their own business and what they do in their own houses and that sort of thing. But where children are concerned, this is ideology has been pushed on children worldwide and um, that's disgusting. It's politically driven as well. It's coming from the politicians down through the, uh, the myriad of people that are working in that professional field, those professional fields which are allowing uh, surgeries and puberty blockers and, and um, you know, hormone therapies and all this is becoming a big industry, industry isn't it? So I'm totally against all that on, on a moral level and um, brainwashing children and, and the, taking, uh, taking advantage of the vulnerability of children is just evil and disgusting. And it, it should be, we should fight, continue to fight hard to stop it, for sure. When you got... Uh, first got 
released from 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 prison because you then were subject to home detention. So how does that work? Do they put an ankle bracelet on you? How how does how does it work in practice? They put an ankle bracelet on my ankle, and uh, there was a box there which was monitoring my whereabouts and. Um, uh, I'd had, I was uh, required to stay in the house and I had to get passes to go out of the house to go to the shop and go to church and they wouldn't let me go to church for a couple of weeks, which was really upset me. Um, yeah, that would seem a well, violation of freedom, freedom of worship. I mean, if what's the difference between allowing you to get, get food and, and worship and, unless they're, I don't know, they think that you, you they, they think unless they think that going to church is a bad influence on you, which would be mm-hmm. quite shocking. Yeah, well, they've just breached my rights. Um, I shouldn't have been put on home detention. I'm not a dangerous person or anything. I'm a peaceful person. Um, 99% of what I advocated for was the peaceful arrest of the political people. So, um, but they wanted me to suffer and... Um, yeah, you have to get passes to go out to um, to do this and that. And um, I was able to do some voluntary work as well in the community. So I, I got passes out to do voluntary work. And I got a job as well because um, they, they don't let me, they won't give me my teacher registration at the moment. So I got a job working for um, Grain Flow and I was taken off home detention in December. So when I got a, when I got a job, that's when they took me off the home detention. So, yeah. But it's not. It's not. Oh. It's the same as uh, being in prison in your own home. Really, it's. It's. Oh, I mean, we all had to go through that here in, yeah. in in Melbourne for two hundred and forty three days, minus the the ankle bracelet. But it was like a, a a pass system. We could only leave the house for what is it? Four four reasons. And like, how does the pass system work? Like, you still got the ankle bracelet on. How does that work? I don't have that bracelet on anymore. They took it off in December. No, no, no. I mean, like when you you said you got passes to go to the shops. Like, did you st- like it was the the ankle bracelet was still on when you like when you left yes. the house? Yes, it was still on my ankle when I left the house. So yeah, it just stayed on my ankle for eight and a half months. And it was uh, not a very nice thing at all. But um, they just you have to get permission to go out here and there and. Um, yeah, the, the thing stays on your ankle, so it's a tracking it's a tracking uh, device, basically. Um, just the same as like they want to track you with your phone, uh, but this thing was around my ankle, so yeah. And when you were put off home detention, you still had bail conditions. You can't use social media, though I'm allowed to, to interview you, and you can't leave South Australia. All, all this time, the, the justification for not granting you bail is that you would abscond. But even now, when you've got a very, well, the most relaxed bail conditions, I mean, you haven't absconded. You're, you're in your home in South Australia. My lawyer is trying to get those bail conditions altered. So hopefully at the next hearing on the 18th of May, some of those conditions will be will be dropped. Um. I haven't been able to upload a video for nearly two years. I haven't been able to tell the public that I'm safe and free and okay, uh, except by an interview. I've got a few other interviews lined up as well, so that's good. Um, but it's really 
putting a hamper on my political work because I'm not able to upload videos and um, my Facebook got shut down just before I got arrested so that wasn't that was that wasn't very good at all and um, yeah so I need to be able to exercise my constitutional and moral and legal right to free speech and political communication and 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 the magistrates have been um, very harsh on me and that's been unjust and unfair and um, they really don't have a right to do this to me uh, it's my view and I, I prefer that they be jailed as well you know of course um, I can say that I want them jailed I want the magistrates jailed or the judges who harm me every, every government worker every politician every judge every police officer who's ever harmed me over the last 10 years because of my political work they deserve to be jailed whether it'll happen or not I don't know, but I've still got a, I've still got a right to say it. I've got a right to say that what what's done to me is, should be done to them, and I don't deserve to be treated this way. I'm a good person, and I've I've spent many years working for the rights of the rights, freedoms, and interests of the 26 million people of this country, and um, and yeah, I don't deserve to be treated like that, like this by these government workers. It's always the same. It's always the same people. It's not the public harming me; it's the government people harming me, and um, they should get the hell out of my life and and uh, you know let me just get on with helping the people and continuing my political work. And now, uh, you, there's no way you're going to take any sort of of plea deal. But the offences that you've been charged with, what's the maximum uh, sentence penalty they could give you if they well, felt so inclined, if they found you guilty? There's three counts of impersonating a Commonwealth public official, uh, two videos and an email. And then there's two counts of importing a prohibitive import. That's the badges, uh, which the... The charge sounds like they made, they make it sound like you're importing drugs when it was just like, it's a, like you could argue it's like a, it's no different to a toy badge that... A, a child might have if they're playing cops and robbers. Well, the legal um, the legal provision says it, it's just to do with the code of arms, the Commonwealth code of arms, and and it doesn't have the current Commonwealth code of arms on it on it. So it should be dropped under that technicality. That's not a jailable offence, by the way. Those badges, but the impersonating a Commonwealth public official, which um, is is up to two years imprisonment under the district court rules uh, and the law. Um, the magistrate's court, it's up to 12 months, but we want to have a jury and um, want to go to the district court. So they could technically try to put me in prison again, but it should be acquitted under the fact that I was making political speeches and trying to create an, uh, an alternative government. I wasn't impersonating David Hurley. Um, I wasn't impersonating anyone. I was trying to create an alternative government and I was making speeches and I was um, getting the people's support across the country. So that's the legal argument anyway. And um, we'll just see how that goes. Now, if you beat this, uh, these charges and are found not guilty, are you still going to pursue this strategy of issuing uh, arrests, warrants and uh, and trying to, to jail all the all the politicians because they could do this to you all over again. I mean, lawfare it's a it's a strategy the the, the governments use. Would you 
would you pursue this same uh, same course of uh, political activism if it led to the, the 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 same ordeal that you've just been through? Well, they can't do it to me again because issuing those arrest warrants is not the charge. So yes, I'll continue to promote promote those videos, and I'll continue to call for for other lockdown politicians federally and state to be jailed. So I'll continue to work towards that because that's the charges aren't related to that. And, and, but in fact, I think that's what upset them a lot. Although the charge is not related to that, it's specifically about the governor general position. That's it. So, so I could have made those arrest warrant videos without claiming to be the governor general or trying to create a new government in that sense. And now I wish I had done it that way because they couldn't have touched me. And um, I didn't even know that there was a, a, an alleged Commonwealth offence of um, impersonating a Commonwealth public official. I had no idea that 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 there was a, a provision in any Commonwealth or state law. So it wasn't a criminal intent or anything like that. Um, so yeah, the arrest the arrest videos it outlines the arrest powers that the people have to act to arrest and the police have to act to arrest. Anybody in this country could have made those videos. Um, and and I'll continue to work towards um, the achievement of those objectives. Uh, so what you're saying is that if if other Australians uh, declared themselves the Governor General in videos and that they could get the same offence, uh, the same charges as you. That's right, exactly. If um, there is a, a charge, a Commonwealth charge, uh, a person only a Commonwealth public official, um, they tried to get the man in Western Australia, Marcus Jensen, he with them um, impersonating an Australian federal police officer under the same charge and he got acquitted. So it got dismissed by the magistrate. Um, and, you know, she was, a, that magistrate was very good actually. Her judgment and her reasoning was very good. The magistrates I've had, unfortunately, haven't been very good, haven't been the same. It's um, that that magistrate, Oliver, she talked about the presumption of innocence and um, other factors, which um, is said even if Mr. Jenkins, had, uh, Jensen had gone to with a group of people to arrest Mark McGowan, still doesn't mean he's impersonating an Australian federal police officer and all this sort of thing. So, so he got acquitted, and um, the, that same presumption of innocence hasn't been applied to me because they've already locked me up, and you know before it before a district court trial is even conducted so the presumption of innocence in this country is pretty much non-existent oh well we saw in victoria uh, so, so many of the the uh, the activists who were were arrested uh, they 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 got uh, uh bail, bail conditions which well uh, the as what 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 you've been through like the the there's the expression the pro the process is the 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 punishment but it's it's more like that uh, you've been punished before the process well the magistrate court in australia for over 100 years has practiced arbitrary imprisonment it's a very sad state of affairs in terms of the way that the judiciary has been conducted in this country it's absolutely disgusting where they arbitrarily imprison you with or without a lawyer. And so many people get in prison without a lawyer. Um, 
and that's arbitrary imprisonment under the International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights. Everyone's entitled to a lawyer, supposedly, but they, the magistrates don't apply that. Um, if they arbitrarily imprison you on remand, uh, make you suffer, keep you locked up, and then afterwards they'll have some sort of phony trial with or without a lawyer. And they've got the, the police running the magistrate's court on this side and the citizen on this side without a lawyer often and the police sitting on this side and people need to know and understand that uh, that's exactly what the Nazis did. The Nazis ran courts and they ran them with the police. So where you've got police prosecutors, it shouldn't be run like that in the magistrate's court. It should be no police prosecutor. It should be a lawyer. It should be a lawyer on this side and a lawyer on that side. And it should be um, presumption of innocence. But they haven't done that in Australia. They've just run it like a convict country, the convict country that it's been run like, and uh, it's been over 100 years of that of that sort of thing, 200 years of that sort of thing. So it's disgusting. Those magistrates, have, they've got a lot of blood on their hands as far as I'm concerned, and um, a lot of judges as well. And, um, you know, stealing people's children through the court system and all this sort of disgusting thing going on. It's been going on for over 100 years and it's, it's just always the same kind of people. It's the politicians and their government workers, whether they be the police or the judges or the magistrates or, you know, the psychiatrists drugging everybody or the doctors drugging everyone with the pharmaceutical drugs. And, yeah, it's, just, it's always the same people harming the public and a small percentage of people. The, the people are 99% of the public, of the population, and then you've got, the public over here, 99%, and then you've got the 1% who are harming the public all the time, and they just get away with murder. It's disgusting. So I think the magistrate's court should be abolished and we should have human rights courts or Bill of Rights courts, as I've said in my political website, Bill of Rights courts for the um, for the people and get rid of these magistrates, get rid of this magistrate system, this British system. Well, we'll keep following your case and hopefully, well, sooner rather than later, you get a fair trial. Thanks for uh, joining me on Wilmsfront uh, tonight and uh, make sure that uh, you continue to stay safe. Thanks, Tim. I really appreciate it and um, good on you. Well done. This is Wilmsfront, brought to you by theunshackled.net. And we're back live. Now, that is certainly an interview that uh, you wouldn't see on Sky News or any mainstream outlet. Uh, now, I was interested to, to hear uh, Teresa's story. And uh, you, uh, as a mature audience, can uh, make up your own mind about, about what you think of Teresa's manifesto and her views and her actions uh, but certainly what happened to her is quite shocking and uh, abhorrent now i'll be back again for another wilms front on sunday evening 8 30 p.m melbourne time which fingers crossed will be on youtube uh, but uh, make sure that uh, if you are not uh, subscribed to the Wilmsfront Odyssey channel and the Tim Wilms DLive channel, uh, so you can ca always uh, catch uh, either Wilmsfront, Tim's News Explosion, Unshackled Productions on all the platforms live. We back up all of our shows 
on well definitely odyssey and we also do uploads to rumble as well so on sunday evening my guest will be the honorable john ruddick mlc in the new south wales parliament he was elected at the 2023 new south wales state election as for the liberal democrats he was their lead candidate uh, the the upper house a legislative council in new south wales is deadlocked 21 21 between the the government aligned block labor government aligned block and the opposition uh, center right so john ruddick will uh, he'll be a crucial vote at times uh, if they're the men's government uh, wants to get through uh, particular particular laws and uh, reforms uh, but uh, john rake uh, representing a libertarian party obviously there 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 are uh, a lot of things that he won't cut a cut a cut a deal on uh, we'll find out fr uh, from him what his uh, approach uh, will be and what issues he's uh, he will ensure uh, to pursue uh, during his eight-year term in the upper house. So I'm looking forward to that. Check out uh, the 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 latest reports from Tiger Mountain with Richard Wollstonecroft. Uh, so they are on uh, the Unshackled's YouTube channel and also uh, it, he has a there is a report from Tiger Mountain. Odyssey channel as well and is on Facebook as well. And of course, as always, uh, Tim's News Explosion next Monday evening, 8.30 p.m. Melbourne time on all of the platforms. So make sure uh, that uh, you subscribe, uh, not just uh, not, not just to, to one of our outlets, but to, to all of them. And I always post links to our lives on Telegram, Gab, Minds, MeWe, Locals, Parla, and of course, Twitter. Make sure you keep visiting the unshackled.net to make sure that you keep up with the with our news articles and it also features our Unshackled Productions archive. And uh, I didn't have entropy up tonight since it wasn't a, a live interview. Uh, so obviously there was no opportunity to ask uh, Teresa uh, questions, uh, but uh, if you want to support uh, the, the the work that we do here at the Unshackled and our Unshackled Productions, you can take out a premium membership at theunshackled.net slash membership. Uh, so there is a bronze for $5 per month, silver $10 per month, gold $25 per month, and platinum $50 per month. That is it for tonight. Thank you so much for joining me on this uh, extra night. And I will see you all on Sunday for Wilms Front with John Ruddick. Until then, stay safe, stay sane, uh, stay free, stay warm. And I will see you all again soon. Thank you again for your comments and support as well. Good night, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Wilms Front. Visit timwilms.com to view the archive of episodes and keep visiting theunshackled.net to view all our shows and to keep up with the latest real news and analysis.